Hello and welcome to the EM Clerkship Podcast. My name is Maddie Watts and I'm a brand new intern and this is my series on applying and interviewing for emergency medicine residency. Today will be the first of two episodes on the interview season. This episode will focus on how interview invites work and what to do when scheduling your interviews. Next time, we will give you all the tips you need to succeed on the actual interview day. So let's get started. I want to start off this episode with a disclaimer. This podcast will discuss preparing for a virtual interview season. This is because it's the only thing I know because I interviewed in the 2021 to 2022 cycle, which was the second ever virtual cycle. It's also because the AAMC and NRMP have both highly recommended virtual interviews for all specialties in the current 2022 to 2023 cycle. At the time of production, CORD has also recommended virtual interviews for EM with the caveat that there may be opportunities for in-person second-look visits later on in the season. With that out of the way, I'm going to be very honest with you all. Interview season is a stressful time, no matter what you do to prepare. Leading up to fourth year, I heard all kinds of horror stories from upperclassmen about people pulling over on the side of the highway to answer emails, paying for Wi-Fi on planes so they wouldn't miss any notifications, or giving their email logins to partners or friends while they were in a surgery or traveling. I also heard rumors about programs that gave out more interview invites than they had spots and allowing spots to be obtained on the first-come, first-served basis. I was terrified. There's a lot of myth that surrounds interview season, and while I can't totally take away the stress, I do want to help remove some of that mystery and fear. The first step to having a successful interview season is understanding the logistics. In this episode, I'm going to cover five steps to craft your ideal interview schedule. As always, I'll list the steps first, and then we'll go through them one by one in more detail. Number one, understand the timeline. Number two, Prepare for invitations. Number three, accept invitations. Number four, optimize invitations. Number five, too many or too little interviews. Number one, understanding the timeline. Different specialties have different interview seasons, or at least different months when they peak. The EM interview season is typically October to January. According to the EMRA and CORD advising guide, 60% of interview invites are extended in October, and more than 60% of interviews occur in November and December. Some programs will list their interview dates or months on the website. Others will not. Some will state on their website if they have rolling admissions or if they give out all their invitations on one specific day or days. Some programs will say nothing at all. My recommendation is to look up all the programs that you're applying to and make a note of their release dates or interview dates if they offer them on their website. There is one day in October called the Common Release Date. CORD publishes a list every year of programs who have elected to participate in this unified release date, and there will be a specific time when these invitations are sent out on that date. Even if you are not a spreadsheet nerd, this is the time to gather as much information as you can so that you can be ready on the days when you're most likely to get an interview invite. Also, knowing which days programs are offering interviews can help you start to strategize what date you might want to sign up for if you do get that faded interview invite. One final thing about the timeline is that some programs will offer interviews to all students that do an away rotation, and that interview will occur sometime during the away month. 
If this is the case for somewhere that you're rotating, you will not receive another interview invitation and will not have to do any further interviewing. Number two, preparing for invitations. Interview invitations come by email. How you physically schedule the interview from that email varies by program. There are three popular interview platforms, MyERAS, Thalamus, and Interview Broker. But some programs will use other things like Sign Up Genius or just have you respond to the email. You'll already be set up for a MyERAS account when you submit your ERAS application. For the other two, Thalamus and Interview Broker, you unfortunately cannot make a profile until you are extended your first interview through that application. Because interview invitations are unfortunately housed in multiple different places, I highly suggest that you have some form of digital calendar on your phone or planner that you carry with you everywhere. You need a central location to keep track of your interview dates so that you don't accidentally double book yourself. While some programs promise that every single person who gets an invite is guaranteed an interview, not all programs explicitly do. It is important to answer an interview invitation as soon as you notice it. I wish this was not the case, but it is. Interview dates fill up extremely fast, and it's possible that you can log on and all the dates will already be full. In that case, there's usually an option to waitlist, and this is reasonable to do. You can waitlist for a couple dates at a time, and you'll get an email when one of them comes available. So, how do you make sure that you see these interview invitations as soon as possible? I highly recommend setting up text notifications. Gmail lets you do this easily, and I even found a way to do it for Outlook for my school email. You can Google the logistics, but it was pretty easy for me to figure out, and I'm honestly not that tech savvy. Some people will make a new email just for ERAS so that all emails to that account will trigger a notification. Or you can keep your existing school email but set up filters. For example, any email containing the word interview or any email from my ERAS, Thalamus, or interview broker will trigger a notification. This is what I did and I think it worked pretty well. But safe to say, there were more than a few times where I freaked out over a text only to find out it was just my dean emailing us, good luck on interviews. Finally, many people opt to use a smartwatch during this time so that notifications are easy to see. At a minimum, you should make sure to have your phone with you at all times with your notifications turned on for email and text. Yes, I know this sounds crazy and annoying. Yes, it is necessary. Number three, accepting invitations. Let me set the scene. It's late October. You've looked up all your programs, dug up any and all information about their release dates. You've set up your text notifications. Your stomach is starting to churn because you know the time is coming for interview invitations to start. Ding! Your cortisol levels shoot through the roof. You click the link on the email. The website is stalling because everyone's trying to log in at once. You're panicking and it finally loads. My first tip is to take a deep breath and remain calm. While your instinct might be to mash on whatever date you see first just to guarantee a spot, it is worth taking a minute to peruse the options and see what works best for your schedule. Jot a quick list of your first, second, and third choices. If you click the first one only to get an error message that it's already full, proceed to the next one. If all are full, waitlist for any dates that you're available. You can waitlist for multiple at a time. You'll get an email whenever that waitlisted date opens, and I found that this happened much more often than I was initially expecting. People switch and drop interview days all the time as the season goes on, so don't get too down if you end up on a waitlisted date. After you sign up for your date, immediately put that date in your phone calendar or planner. 
You have to be very careful not to double book yourself. Trust me, it's easier than you think. You finally book that date, you utter a sigh of relief, you run into the room to tell your roommate or your partner how excited you are that you got the interview, and you guys get distracted, and then later on that day, another notification comes, and you accidentally book the same date. Also, in addition to the actual interview day, all programs will have social events in order for applicants to ask questions and get to know the residents. Some programs have a couple large socials for the whole season, and you can go to whichever one you like. Other programs have a specific social date for each interview, and it most often occurs the night before or the night of the interview. The date or dates of the social are often included in that initial interview invite, so decide which one you're going to and go ahead and put that in your calendar as well. While socials are often said to be optional, they are crucial for learning more about the program and whether or not it'd be a good fit for you. Also, while it's optional, it might reflect negatively on you if you tell a program that you're super interested but you haven't been to any of their social events. That being said, if you can't attend the social that's associated with your particular interview day, you can often email the program coordinator or the resident in charge of recruitment and ask if it's okay to attend another date. From your first interview invitation forward, meticulously update your calendar. This makes it so much easier in those first few minutes after receiving an invite to look at your availability. While you can always try to swap later, it's much easier to get it right the first time. Now, when it comes to accepting invites, I guarantee you there is one question you've all been waiting for me to answer. It does not matter when you interview. Let me say it again. It does not matter when in the season you interview. October 31st and January 31st are the exact same in terms of your chances of making it on their rank list. Pick a date that you are available, and that is the best date. That being said, there can be some strategy to the dates that you choose, so that's what we'll talk about next. Number four, optimizing your invitations. How do you organize your schedule so that you can ideally go to the most interviews at your top programs? First of all, this is where the research comes in. Say your top choice program said on their website that they interview on Tuesdays and Thursdays from November through January. If you get an interview invitation from another program that offers Thursday and Friday interviews, you may preferentially choose a Friday interview date just to keep as many Thursdays open in case you get that faded email from your top program. Similarly, while it doesn't matter when you interview in terms of your rank list and their rank list, there may be some reasons to pick dates that are earlier for some programs and later for others. Generally, I think it is best to schedule interviews as early as possible to save room for more invites down the road. Because generally, the later you get the invite, the later the dates they have to offer or the dates that are available. The one reason it might be better to schedule an interview later is if it's a program that you may consider dropping if you get interviews from other programs that you like better. It's very frowned upon and disrespectful to drop interviews less than two weeks away from the interview date. So ideally, you should let the program know as soon as possible and they can make sure to fill that spot with another applicant. So say it's early in the season and you think you have a decent chance of getting more than the 10 to 12 interviews that you need to match. If you get an interview invitation from a program that you know is a little low on your list, you may book that in December or January so that you have time to drop with proper advance notice if needed. Some people try putting their top programs later so that they'll have more practice with interviews by the time they get to that date. To some degree, this may be true. 
I agree that I wouldn't put your number one program as your first ever interview. But after that, it really doesn't matter. I found that I was very excited at the beginning of my interview season, and that enthusiasm translated to some really great conversations with my interviewers. Later in the season, I was more comfortable with interviews, but I also felt like my answers started to sound a little bit more rehearsed, and I had to actively fight against sounding scripted. So I think there are pros and cons to any time in the interview season, and I wouldn't let the precise timing stress you out too much. To summarize, the best date for an interview is the date that you can attend. Don't do mental gymnastics trying to figure out when you'll be most ready or how to leave days open for other programs. Because the most important thing is just to get those 10 to 12 interviews that you need to match. Which leads to my final point. Number five, too many or too little interviews. What happens if you have more or less interviews than you need? Let's be optimistic and start with more. If you start getting above 15 to 16 interview invites, it's probably time to drop some. Not only does this help your fellow co-applicants to have the highest odds of matching as well, but it also helps you to narrow down your list so that every place you rank is somewhere you could genuinely see yourself being happy. My advice here is to do some long, hard introspection and soul searching. Do some research. Be honest with yourself and let go of places where you don't see a great match. As I said previously, the courteous thing to do is to let programs know at least two weeks in advance if you're going to drop the interview. You can physically drop the interview on whatever platform the program used for scheduling, but it's also polite to shoot the program coordinator an email. Later in the season, they may not be checking the schedule daily, and it's important for them to know immediately if they have new availability so they can reach out to other applicants. You should also withdraw your application for that program on ERAS to avoid getting further communications about social events and other things. Let's talk about one other rare but possible scenario. Say you've gotten a handful of interviews and you finally get one from your top choice. They only have a few dates open, and unfortunately, they're all dates that you are already interviewing with another program. You don't want to turn down your dream program, so you double book yourself. Try to immediately swap or drop that other program that you were previously scheduled for. Some scheduling applications will notify both programs after 48 hours if you are still signed up for multiple interviews on the same date. My ERAS will not even let you double book, so you would have to drop the other interview first. Now let's consider the alternative. What happens if interview invitations have started rolling out and you aren't up to the 10 to 12 that you need for the best odds of matching? When should you panic? While some programs may say that they are rolling admissions, program directors that were interviewed on the Academic Life and Emergency Medicine podcast mentioned that they mostly send out the largest chunk of their interview invites in one wave. From then on, it's a case-by-case basis if applicants drop and they want to extend more invitations to other applicants for newly opened spots. So again, research is key. Know when programs are extending invites, or if they don't mention on their website, use your advisors, your classmates, or the dreaded Reddit spreadsheet to find out if others have gotten invites. If it's getting into November and you know that most of your programs have typically already extended invites, this is the time to talk to your advisors. You can send emails to programs, and if you have a specific connection to that area or program, there is a chance they may give your application a second look. This is rare, but it is possible. It is also possible to ask advisors or faculty at your med school to reach out on your behalf to people that they may know at other programs. Using these strategies, you may be able to obtain an additional interview or two. 
However, the best advice I have for you if you find yourself in this situation is just to focus on doing really well on your existing interviews and to come up with a backup plan for SOAP in case that's the route that you have to go. All right, let's summarize everything about interview season logistics in 30 seconds. Easy, right? Do your research ahead of time so you'll be prepared on the dates you're likely to get interview invitations. Keep your phone or smartwatch on you at all times and have notifications turned on. Keep your calendar up to date with all the interviews and socials so you don't overbook yourself. The best date to interview is the date you can attend. Don't stress yourself out too much about the order or the timing of your interviews. If you are fortunate enough to be able to drop interviews, let the program know as soon as possible. Okay, that's everything for today. Next episode, we will talk about how to prepare for the interview day itself. Good luck this season. I'm sure you're all going to do great. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.